Hello everyone and welcome back to the STTD podcast. As usual, I'm joined by Tom and Tom and today we're talking to Kate Harbour. So hello Kate, how are you doing? Hi there, I'm doing great, thank you very much. That's really good to hear. And for our viewers out there, can you uh, explain where they likely know you from, where they'll know your <laughs> voice from? <laughs> well, I suppose the, 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 the main one would be um, Wendy and the original Bob the Builder. They might recognise me from that, but not speaking like this. <laughs> I, th I think this is amazing because most of our viewership is of our age at the moment yeah. you know they kind of listen to this to hear about different occupations and, yes. and and what people do around the world and this is one that I'm certain everyone will know everyone I think will have come across your voice at some point and that's why I'm really looking forward to this one <laughs> uh, just going to move on to Tom and Tom and ask how, <laughs> how are you two doing yeah, yeah we're doing good yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, just like to add, uh, sorry just before i'd just like to add that yeah on the back of sam when he was on about the audience and things like that is i mean i grew up with bob the builder i had all the toys and things like that so it's <laughs> you just just like he said it's, it's quite it's quite amazing to have you on well it's so lovely <laughs> it's so lovely to be on honestly um i'm having a wonderful time it's quite surreal isn't it it really is <laughs> Very strange. The voice of your youth. <laughs> Talking to, that's amazing. Brilliant, brilliant. Right then, so yeah, uh, Sam, if you you want to carry on intro in, Tom? Oh, go on then. Um, okay, so we're going to go all the way back to the very, very start of your career. Back um, to the very beginning, you know. <laughs> exactly. Um, so acting school, did you go to an acting school? Well, I went to the Arts Educational School in Tring, um, Hertfordshire. And um, it was a part vocation, part educational school. Um, so I learnt pretty much everything there. Um, and I primarily um, focused on dance, actually. Um, I wanted to be a... Well, I don't know if I wanted to be a ballerina as such, but I, I wanted to dance, definitely. And um, yes, that, so that's where it started. And um, I suppose... <laughs> The rot set in, <laughs> the rot set in then. <laughs> because the thing was, someone said to me, or they said to my dad, uh, my father was an actor actually, and um, so, you know, he, he it kind of, I was always surrounded by um, a theatrical world and, and all of that. So it was very natural to me and um, it made sense. Um, I, I was always told I'd never make a dancer actually, but there was, I suppose they were kind of right. But I, I did do a lot within dance. Um, at the start of my career um, and uh, yeah they always told me that I, I mean I I got Celtic hips you see um, <laughs> it's not quite the lithe sort of thing that you need as a ballerina um, but uh, but music was my thing I absolutely adored music and um, so yeah I, I got the bug there you see because I auditioned for um, the, the school used to do um, provide the sort of uh, chorus as it were for um the nutcracker at the royal festival hall uh, with the royal festival ballet and so you had to audition for these little characters and um <laughs> uh, well i did and i was very excited because i got first mouse out of the oven and that was a thrill <laughs> for me <laughs> um but it wasn't just that we were doing um uh, the Chinese dancers uh, within the Nutcracker, you know, with all the wonderful umbrellas and everything and uh, the mice and the mermaids and all of this sort of stuff. Um, and honestly, I, I think I was 12. 
and the applause, not the noise of the theatre. I mean, it was about 3,000-seater, I think. Absolutely blew me away, and, and I, that did it. That was me then. I like this. I want to do more of this, please. Thank you very much. So being on the stage was... The, the magic about it was just unbelievable to me. Um, and, uh, you know, and the humour as well, especially, you know, one specific moment I remember. Um, I couldn't quite see out of my, my mask because, you know, they've got those... The bridge of the nose was really wide. And so you were looking forward and I had to sort of leap on the backs of these two um, soldiers who were on their hands and knees. Sounds a bit dodgy. Um, so, <laughs> uh, with the, you know, together. And so I ran up and I jumped off them. And, and the thing was, I couldn't see a, a bloody thing. So I put my foot through the middle of them and I fell, you know, on the stage. Oh, no. <laughs> so I had to improvise. And I did actually say shit. Um, and one of, them, <laughs> one of them said, I beg your pardon. you know did a little sort of you know thing with my with my hands and improvised and and ran off I was absolutely petrified and I felt like such an idiot as well but I did tell them that my mask didn't fit you know and they didn't listen to me it's their fault they should have have listened (laughs) so they should have listened to me anyway god that was a bloody long answer Sorry, there you go. <laughs> that, that is what we want. We want those long answers so that we can get like the hour and a half episode or whatever. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, so obviously you did that. that. Um, when did the voice acting come in? Like, when did you start pursuing that mainly as a focus? Um, well, I suppose I should just say that I, I started off by mimicking all the time, uh, driving my parents absolutely spare, or making them laugh independently whatever, at the same time. Um, it was the Muppets that did that. Um, I just con- I just couldn't. I was mesmerised by them. You know that... that um, oh, no, I can't say that. I was going to talk about a, a person who used to run a show um, that used to be able to um, get children's dreams made real. Oh, okay. um, I can't go there, obviously. I just um, blocked what you meant. <laughs> yes. Um, but that was my dream. I wanted to go... Um, and meet them. I wanted to be backstage. I wanted to be with the Muppets. Anyway, that didn't happen. I, I just started to um, improvise and try and, you know, take them off and all of that stuff. I, I remember one time I took a little um, Kermit uh, hand puppet with me because my dad had been to America and he'd come back and he brought this fantastic little puppet. And um, I started, you know, pretending to mouth the words and I sang halfway down the stairs I can't believe I did this halfway down the stairs to my years the year seven I think it was in the in the front of the class I was doing all the actions little 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 (laughs) movements with the face and everything absolutely just mesmerized by puppetry as well and all of that anyway cut a long story short I kept doing that and impersonating people you know that you see on the telly like Frank Spencer and Janet Brown and <laughs> really showing my age um, now. <laughs> um, and so, you know, doing all that and I'm um, always mucked about with my voice. So having um, gone through training at, um, I went to Central then, um, Central School of Ballet um, with the wonderful Christopher Gable and Carol Gable. Um, and I... Um, Having studied there, I kept going with my my voices. I just kept on mucking about, and I um, 
doing giraffe impressions in the in the canteen for some reason um <laughs> just you know and really kind of embodying physically um a character with my face and everything so it's all about the whole body i suppose um so that's the the sort of link i suppose with the physicality of it of of the dancing and everything i think and the music has really helped me um with with all of this um so anyway, I, I'm I'm losing my thread. So basically, um, did some work there in the second year. Actually, I I I got to perform with um, uh, what's his name? Oh, no, the the National Youth Music Theatre. Have you heard of them? I can't say I have. No. Right. Well, they 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 are a fantastic um, uh, group who put on shows and, and it's like a sort of club really um you know you become a member and then you go off and do all these various different shows with them um and uh, I was playing the dancer in a show called um Les Petits Rats Les Petits Rats um at the Sadler's Wells uh theatre and um actually that was with um uh Johnny Lee Miller <laughs> Johnny Lee Miller and Ed Charles Edwards and uh Owen oh, Jude Jude Law um <laughs> And uh, that was a lot of fun. Oh, my goodness me. So I was, you know, in the second year at Central. And so just completely surrounded by, you know, the people that I really understood um, in, the, in a theatrical sense. Um, so did all that. But it was after I left, it was just after I left uh, Central that I got, I was getting, I'm getting back to what you were asking me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, just after I left there, I, I, I did an audition for somebody um, who realised that I could do all these different different voices and things. And I, I made a tape, <laughs> showing my age again. Um, I made a tape and it was, um, I, I, I was reading from the book called The Ants or some sort of, I can't remember exactly what the book was, but anyway, had lots of different characters in it. And I just read that to to the, I just read it and embodied all these characters, sent it off and then it, I kind of got an agent um, out of it. Um, I don't quite know how it all it all happened. It all just did, um, and uh, yeah. So then I I started, um, you know, auditioning and doing various things. Um, and when I'd what's that? Yeah, when I'd finished um, at the Watford Palace Theatre, that was my first um, my first ever job, real you know equity card style um was um the back end of maggie the cow at um <laughs> what the palace <laughs> panto and um that was with um uh who was the uh, the front was uh george asprey who was for many years scar in um the lion king <laughs> huh. um he, he also happened to be um my boyfriend um anyway moving on um <laughs> <laughs> this is just like the Kate Harbour show, isn't it? Really, I'm just, I'm just rambling on. No, it's perfect. This is oh. exactly what we're going. For. We just oh. love to hear these stories of how people got to where they are now. And it is bizarre, isn't it? Because it is a kind of weird journey to to get to <laughs> what you asked me. But it is relevant for me, you know, because it's all part of you know what makes you up as a person um, and your experience going from one place to the next and and you know perhaps as a younger person not thinking um you know that this is what I would end up being doing you know you've got 
you've got the world there and you're just thinking, right, I'm going to do this. And you're kind of launching into all sorts of different avenues. And and the thing was, this this uh, job was my private joy, as it were, amongst all of that. This was my sort of fun and my enthusiasm and my passion, really. And it was like my own little secret, my my own thing that I could do that that I, I I just enjoyed so much. And I suppose that's the key, isn't it? That, you know, you've it's something from deep within that you want um, and that you feel that you can express yourself um, with. And I guess that's how that's how that all came. Um, there, there is a funny story, actually, about the Maggie the cow. We, we actually fell off the stage at one point. <laughs> <laughs> we 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 thought um so george thought that he'd hit the back cloth um and normally we hit the, the back cloth and then we walk off but this time he he hit the cross arch not realizing and so he did the usual which was go down stage two steps and we just proceeded to walk straight off the side <laughs> <laughs> split i managed to say ooh uh, here we go so, or some words to that effect and uh, we split the cowskin, and um, the whole audience, you could just hear, they were just, like, horrified. <laughs> it must have looked hilarious. Um, and, yeah, came on uh, for the for the walk down at the end, sort of, you know, looking like a pissed cow. <laughs> 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 oh, God. But anyway, yeah, so that's that. But um, after that, and then just before, um, when I was doing... Um, Phantom, uh, Ken Hill's Phantom, which I'll talk about a bit, a bit later. But that was when I started to get some auditions for voice work. And I I think the first ever job, proper job that I did for that was with a company called SFTV. I used to call them Stuffy Face Telly um, because they did great lunch. Um, and th- so I went in and did that. I did an audition for them. and It was for one particular character. And then they said, oh, do you think you could do this and, and this one? And then it just so appear, happened that I could. I was creating characters um, like, um, what was it, Donna the Dragon and Sandy the Sock and <laughs> all these different <laughs> characters. And I suppose from there, you know, they, they went, oh, goodness, great. So we can pay this person and they can do several characters. And that's just the way it went. Um, and at that point, you know... Um, obviously people just said right great let's get her in so then I made a proper cd um it's a cd by then tape whatever it was <laughs> cd um f- and it happened to land on um a lady called Jackie Cockle it landed on her doorstep the moment that she was actually looking for somebody for this particular series called Okie Doke um and then it spun off from there it, it all kind of kicks off from there really um and uh she was like, "Yeah, great. Let's get her in. See what." And there were, there were. I can't remember how many characters there were in, um, in Okie Doke. There were quite a few, and um, yeah, I just absolutely loved it. And it was just, I felt like I'd, like I'd arrived, you know. Um, just the whole thing of being there and just being with these wonderful characters. Um, oh God, it was just like a blooming sweet shop for me. So there, that's that in a very, very long-winded answer to your question of um, when did it all start? So that's it, really. Well, thank you for that. No. <laughs> that was great. Um, 
You know, I would ask another one, but I feel like I've kind of hogged it. Well, I mean, yeah, I've, I've kind of hogged it with the questions. So I'll let, I'm going to say Sam. Sam, do you want to choose something? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll happily go ahead. I mean, looking at your filmography, it starts with Okie Dokie in, uh, it says here 1995. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah. Um, and then it's it's kind of roll after roll, year on year, until in, let's see when the actual year was. Are you looking at Spotlight? Uh, I'm, I am on currently IMDb. Oh, that. Oh, God. Uh, and yes. there, there is a lot on IMDb of, mm. I mean, there's loads. Just seeing your filmography, it's huge. Mm. Um, yes, IMDb is quite tricky because obviously you, you put in, uh, you know, you update it when you can remember. Um, and uh, you, you put something in and then weirdly other things attach themselves to you. Um, I don't know who put, puts the stuff in. It's not me. And it kind of generates automatically, I think, when you're on the credits. So, yeah, there are a couple of things on there that I don't actually remember doing at all. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, wow. I'm just thinking, oh, God, can I be bothered to actually? No, I'll just leave it. I don't care. <laughs> J- just looks impressive. Well, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, obviously, there's a lot there. But um, yes, I mean, it, it, I've got. I've actually, I'll let you into a secret, I've got my spotlight uh, <laughs> CV up in front of me so that I can try and remember what the hell I've done over the years, because <laughs> I can't remember. But I, that not that a nice thing to say? God, yeah, lots of stuff. I mean, that's the, it's, it's such a huge, over the past, I can't do the maths quickly, if anyone <laughs> wants to, 25 25, 30 years. 25, 30, yeah. That time, there have been so many roles. And I believe, I'm just going to quickly pass over to Tom, because I know Tom has a few questions on what is probably your most known role. Uh, You mentioned it earlier, Wendy. (laughs) That's right, yes. Wendy and Bob the Builder. And um, and possibly possibly dizzy the cement mixer from that as well because i used to play all the different characters there were a, a couple of other fantastic artists who ca- came in to add some extras um uh for it but yes dizzy dizzy was um i would say was probably pretty well known um what else would there be yeah i suppose it's that um it's it's the younger ones really that would know, and then, then they sort of jump up in the air and go, "Oh my goodness, oh my goodness!" You know, uh, like um, Messi goes to Okie Do. That's that's the most recent, I suppose. Um, so I'm Zoe and Zam in that and various things. Um, and what would it be? Oh, Fimbles, yes. Um, um, what else? Um, can't really think. Timmy time. I do all the the female characters in that. Uh, we we do have a few questions on on the oh, Sean the sheep Timmy time. Oh, uh, we're, we're saving them for later. We're going. Okay, okay. I'm, ju- uh, I'm jumping the gun. No, no, right, no it's, carry it's, on. it's brilliant. It's but <laughs> but just sticking with Bob the Builder at the yes. moment. Yes. Um, I'm going to pass to Tom. Tom, I believe you have some Bob the Builder questions. <laughs> yes, my questions are in fact Bob the Builder related, and that is, what was the casting process? process like when you got well did you approach the BBC for it ah well this was an interesting one actually because um because I'd worked with Jackie Cockle on Okie Doke um uh they actually um I, I'd also worked with her on Brambley Hedge which was a beautiful um film um 
and uh, yeah, I was playing. I was actually weirdly playing opposite um, Neil Morrissey for that because he was playing a, a little mouse, and so was I. And um, it was just a really magical um, moment. To, yeah, so we worked really well together, and it, it was great. So I was brought in um, to uh, to audition for the part of Wendy when I believe Emma Chambers, um, rest in peace, um, actually. Uh, got Notting Hill um, and right. she couldn't do it she, so oh, she'd wow. already been cast as Wendy and um, you know so she she had to duck out of it so they were kind of you know oh god who do we get kind of thing and I think a lot of people were auditioned um, at the time but I do think that possibly the work that I'd done with Jackie and that we'd already got a great relationship working relationship um, that must have helped but we did go through um, the whole round of, you know, um, her and how how they wanted her to sound and how it sat right. So I think we we tried lots of different accents and things, and then we kind of just settled around the sort of generic sort of northern. It's not specific um, uh, phraseology, you know, and um, yeah, character really. Um, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, that's how it came about. And um, I, I could not believe my luck when I got it. And honestly, I must have screamed for hours. I was just <laughs> so happy. And especially to know that I'd be working with somebody such as Jackie, who, quite frankly, is one of the best producers, I believe, ever. Um, and uh, is, is just so passionate about it, too, um, about telling good stories and the integrity of a story and the way it's made. Um, that sounds a bit wanky, but I, you know, I really mean it. It's she's fabulous. Anyway, so it worked really well, and um, then yeah, off we go. So then, then it all started. Brilliant. Yeah, that's that's quite interesting, especially the fact uh, you also got the opportunity to play Dizzy too, as well. So <laughs> was you say you was cast for just Wendy at first? Is mm. how did they come about? Um, what, the other characters. Well, they, they. Yes. I think we probably. I I honestly can't remember the audition. Um. Uh, but I probably touched upon that. But I, 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 I think Dizzy possibly might be, might be my inner favourite of them all, um, because I think she's sort of a a bit of a a bit of me, really. <laughs> <laughs> um, I always used to do a little silly little voice like that, um, and I was younger, um, you know, when I was a kid growing up, just being a bit sort of daft around the house and stuff, and so I took that sort of essence and then tried to emulate what they wanted which was just this excitable you know inquisitive cement mixer um <laughs> but you know she's she's got she's got the cement going round and round in her belly and she's just like could you know might put a foot in it or her wheel in it um at any point but she's just so ridiculously enthusiastic and, uh, and happy and jolly um and and just wants everything to be rather nice really um yeah. in life and uh so she's um gosh i haven't done her for quite some time actually um really uh yeah she's great and she loves her music too so she's going or you know da -da 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 -da, yeah she gets herself into all sorts of <laughs> scrapes <laughs> and stuff but i absolutely loved her and she absolutely adored wendy she loved her and and things. So yeah, that was that really. It's just so surreal to hear. 
It really is. It's <laughs> it really is. And Pilchard, of course. <laughs> that was me. That was Whoa. based on. Um, that was for me. That was based on. Um, uh, oh, Charlie says um, you wouldn't know it, but um, there was a Green Cross Code um, advert, and it had a, the sort of ginger cat um, in it, and, and uh, it, it, <laughs> the ginger cat used to speak, and it just used to speak a little bit like that. So that was how where I based um, <laughs> Pilchard. Pilchard off. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. As um, back onto the idea about when you was talking about Dizzy, I thought it was quite interesting how you said that your sort of childhood kind of, you know, you use that voice and kind of like mix that, which is kind of, would you see it as improvisation? Was there quite an intense specification of what you must say in what sort of tone? Or could you kind of be a bit more free within it? Um, I think really generally um, you could certainly be free because obviously they're, they're asking you, um, the, the, you know, what, what can you bring? What can you bring to this character? What would you do, you know, if, if you saw this character, you know, what kind of, um, what do they sound like? You know, I mean, when you look at Dizzy and I've actually got a little model of Dizzy in my hand, actually, she's got <laughs> this, um, uh, cause she sits here with me, you see, whilst I'm recording, um, these uh, little goggly eyes and this massive mouth with big sort of gr a grate for teeth, <laughs> which is really wide. And you know, she's a, yeah. And she's got these kind of um, round things on her ear, which look like headphones. Um, and you know, so I, I don't know. I can't remember the process, but it just sort of came about. Then they started to tweak it, and it was more really to do with. It wasn't just putting on that voice. It was more about. Um, encouraging um, the the sort of her personality. To, um, so they told they told me things about her and the 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 kind of relationship between um, her and Wendy and what her job was around the place and and all of that. And it just sort of all came about from there, really, um, and developed from there. So yeah, it was definitely you could certainly be freer at the at the beginning. You know, the initial phase. Um, which you generally are with things because they people give you the the chance to you know settle in um with something and, and embed it in really um to find the character and uh, oh. and we found her quite quickly i think yeah it's interesting especially with um that that freedom aspect did the studio that you filmed it in was that in the like the bbc area or did you do that at home because i suppose if you did it at home that could link in with a more sort of relaxed atmosphere that allowed you to be free or was it more of a studio where you know <laughs> no it was uh, on the day to be honest um uh it, it well it was at a wonderful studio called wild tracks um which was in um uh was it frith or greek i can't remember soho um and um when you say being free, it's interesting because as as an actor, um, from an actor's point of view, it's much nicer, I believe, to be, you know, within a company. And so you you really are. It's not about you at all. It's about it's about the collective. It's about getting the story right. It's about bouncing off each other, which is a ridiculous phrase, but it is it's bouncing off people's uh, energy, um, enthusiasm. Um, laughter, fun, and that's what we had. We really had a really fantastic um, f feeling of, to use a horrible, cheesy phrase, family, but it was. It was a team. It was a really fantastic team of people to work with. And so you were free to 
to do that. It's it's not um, you're not put on the spot, as it were, as you might be if you're on your own. You're you're in the collective, so you're it's it's just fun. Uh, um, if if you don't find that fun, then I I I wouldn't know why you would be doing it really, um, because the the fun absolutely comes out in the recording. You can hear it. You can hear the cohesion with the characters. You can hear the sort of nuance of fun and kind of mischievousness because, I mean, let's face it, every single read-through we did... Um, <laughs> well, I'm just very glad they didn't record those. Um, <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the thing was that we were allowed to do that. We had the freedom to do that and the luxury of time to do it. And we we just we found a lot of phrases and a lot of character work, character stuff that, that occurred during the read through. And it was that magic really that, you know, we were able to discipline ourselves to all right, rein it in. Yeah. We'll keep that. We'll keep that. No, don't say that. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's swap that for that. So it wasn't, the script wasn't absolutely set in stone. We were able to play and uh, it, it just absolutely came across. <laughs> And uh, yeah, it was a magical time. Brilliant, brilliant. And I mean, one thing that must have been talked about quite a lot, and it's a, it's a certain phrase that is used throughout Bob the Builder, which is, can we fix it? And I feel like, Sam, you're going to emphasize a bit more about this. I don't, yeah, I'd actually like to come um, to the song, Can We Fix It? Mm-hmm. Which we had to listen to uh, beforehand. Yes. Uh, and <laughs> we found it was a, Christmas it was the Christmas number one in December 2000 yes. but listening through the um, through the song Wendy and some of your other characters make mm-hmm. appearances in it yes which made us come to the conclusion that you hold a Christmas number one <laughs> right and given it's you know that that this will be up in December so we'll just pretend it's December now given everyone's got their trees up now you know, and the songs are playing. I just wanted to share some facts about uh, your Christmas number one, which beat Westlife. So that's off down on the CV. <laughs> we uh, we we beat Westlife in December two thousand. It was tenth on the Decade End chart, which is quite impressive considering it came out at the start of the decade. So only nine other songs were able to, you know do better than it and it was 80th and is still 80th in the all-time UK best sellers list so of every song that's ever been released in the UK one that your voice appears on is that's 80th. actually crazy <laughs> really it is that's, isn't that great <laughs> I can't believe that that's amazing honestly yeah. it, oh wow what well what a treat it was um, to record, um, <laughs> we couldn't believe that we knocked Westlife off the top spot. That was a real coup. They were well cheesed off, I think, but probably not so much. I should think they probably got a sense of humour about it. But um, I mean, it's not anyway. No, I won't say that. Um, yes, we lo- we just were thrilled and over the moon by that. Um, it was just bonkers, and. We recorded the album, the Bob the Builder album, um, which was a, a lot of fun, um, at Abbey Road, would you believe? 
which is the obviously wonderful place where oh wow the Beatles did all their magic. Um, and what a privilege that was. Um, I mean, I couldn't believe it. We, we were in there, and we were, <laughs> you know, Neil and uh, Neil Morrissey and um, Rob Braxtrell, um and myself were just looking at each other over the thing, you know, because it was a, a really big studio. Um, and so we got our mics set up and everything, and we were just really conscious we wanted to get it in on time and do it well I'd, I'd actually lost my voice that morning um I was so worried because I I actually had no voice and that had never happened to me I was obviously some sort of Larry or something I don't know um so I'd heard that pineapple juice fresh pineapple juice um had this miraculous curing effect so I got somebody got a runner to go out it sounds very glamorous doesn't it I got a runner to go out um, and uh, get me some <laughs> pineapple juice and I chugged I don't know three cartons down <laughs> by the time I'd got to you know actually singing I'd got my voice back it was ridiculous so, so there's some sort of enzyme in it bromelain or something that sorts you out anyway I digress that was crazy doing that album there and it, you just pinch yourself moments you know um and yeah i mean what a privilege yeah can't believe it really <laughs> was is that the only album you've done because this isn't a question i have written down so it could just be completely wrong but <laughs> i had when i was younger a sean the sheep album and i want to know if you ever were a part of the sean the sheep album because as we're getting to you were in sean the sheep mm. well um, i don't i don't know um I was on a Fimbles album, that was that was for sure. Did did record that, um, but Shaun the Sheep. No, I wouldn't know. Um, if I was, um, I I'm very happy about it. Um, but with Shaun the Sheep, um, uh, you kind of go in and you do a whole load of library, as you call it. And so um, I was Timmy's Timmy's mum. I think I did Timmy at the start actually, but um, yeah. They, they wanted somebody else for that so that that I lost that one um but Timmy's mum um I did uh I, I recall going in and just doing every emotion under the sun <laughs> with this <laughs> with this voice and um all the different things and and all of that so they they'd absolutely got enough really um shouldn't have been so good should I <laughs> <laughs> so yeah they'd got everything they needed and occasionally they you know get me back in to do bits and bobs um of it specifically to picture which is a another way of working that i absolutely love um uh i just yes that's one of the things i adore doing um is working to picture and um so yeah they, they do that a lot so no I've, I've got no idea if i was on the album i should be credited as of course um if i if i was <laughs> but i don't know um yeah god what was it like what what did they what songs uh, did they have? it was it was, um, as far as I can remember, I think it was, um, there was the the theme tune, the Life's yeah. a Bleat. I think it was actually called Life's a Bleat. Um, and there were, there were a lot of covers sung by sheep. Um, oh, that's hilarious. So I think I th it could have been a Christmas album. I'm, I'll... That's hilarious. I do remember, though, for the Sean film... Um, the one in 2015 was that when it was um 
uh, that we um, I, I went in to do uh, a whole load of um, workshops uh, with the guys there, which was great fun um, with uh, some animators and and all of this. And we were coming up with the uh, the the sort of barbershop <laughs> the barbershop quartet thing, and we did we we sang in harmony um, to the the tape. I don't know if you know that little bit where where Sean is. Um, trying to calm Timmy down with a with a song on the on the tape recorder and then and then the the uh other sheep you know sing in a sort of little barbershop thing so I remember doing a bit of that um but I don't I don't think I actually I don't think I actually recorded anything specific for any any record no <laughs> no that, that was just simply a memory I have of Sean the sheep which um I'm going to get onto now uh straight away from you know your yeah. your huge music career, which <laughs> my music career. I'm I'm not even sure you had knew was that. I mean, Christmas number one, that's good, isn't it? It is pretty. Not many people exciting. Can say that. I must admit, yes. And the only the only sort of toy I think that I've ever had or been given for any work that I've done was a massive pilchard. <laughs> um, because I happened to mention it to one of the suits. Oh shit! I shouldn't say that, should I? Um, one of the, one of the, um, oh dear, <laughs> one of the, you know, people with um, power and uh, influence and money and decision making. Um, I, I, I said, oh, I'd love a pilchard, and and, and one day this massive pilchard, the cat arrived, and um, so you know, and I've kept, I've kept it ever since. So, um, but I, I remember when it, the number one happened. And there is actually a picture of me, I think, with pilchards on the top of my head, and I've got a glass of champagne in my hand. I'm going, <laughs> Yay! <laughs> and I, I seem to recall I was in Hammersmith at the time, and I was in one of those flats, you know, where you're um, the, the kind of central bit, um, there's a garden at the bottom. So I was in the garden flat at the bottom, um, and I was so excited, I had the door open, and suddenly it dropped, and I was like, Yeah! And I really screaming out loud. <laughs> Can't believe it. And all these people going, Shh, will you be quiet? No, I've just got to number one. <laughs> what a wally. And then I calmed myself down and had a, had a few more and I was fine. <laughs> but yeah, Brilliant. <laughs> that is what Sean the Sheep came around in um in nineteen ninety five, Wallace and Gromit, a close shave. And yes. it was oh, I've got to do more maths. Five plus seven, twelve. It was twelve years later since the series started. Yeah. How 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 did they approach you for that one, and how did it feel to? Did were you aware of Sean the Sheep at the time? And um, yeah, I was. Um, absolutely, yeah. So when you're saying, hang on, let me just look at my. When am, when am I there? Um, I'm there in two thousand seven. Is it? Yeah, I've got it as two thousand and seven. Yeah, yeah. So goat and oh yeah, goat. I did the goat as well. Um, yes, and golly, yeah, that was lovely. Um, uh, meeting them all and uh, and going in and just you know having a go at one of these sheep. That's right. And they said, yeah, we want you to, um, you know, see if you can give me a, a mother uh, bleat. And she'd got these rollers on her head, Timmy's mum. And um, so I just did my best to make it sound <laughs> not real because it isn't. But you know, um, 
to get her to uh, leap off the page, as it were. <laughs> uh, and um, yeah, so uh, that's that's when that came about. And I, I really enjoyed it, um, enjoyed the process, because I think I was working to a bit of picture at that point. So it made it a lot easier um, uh, for me um, just to see the physicality of the thing. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, it sounds weird because a lot of people say, oh, you're just bleating. You know, you're just doing that. Well, the thing is, okay, um, maybe, um, but actually, for me, I'm not. I'm thinking, I'm thinking about what they're asking me to get across in any given line. <laughs> Just sounds ridiculous, I know, but it, it it is. That's what the work is. You know, you're you're bleating in certain different ways. <laughs> Can't believe I'm saying this, <laughs> but yeah. So, um, yeah, that so. Bleat-tastic, really. That's what I can say. Um, it was it was wonderful. I really enjoyed it, and I was absolutely thrilled to be asked to um, actually play a character. Um, the what was what was her name? Oh, Meryl, um, and she was the barber's barber shop manager. That's right. In the film in two thousand fifteen, um, and uh, so I did a lot of stuff, work to picture with that, um, with uh, Sam, I think it was. Um, yeah, and uh, just fantastic. I really enjoyed it. Just you know, all the different little subtleties of what they wanted. They want they want to get across. Um, so we tried all the different scenes in the different ways, and sometimes it's quite difficult because you're not you're not saying words. You've just got to come up with um, unintelligible lines and, and and words and things and expressions, um, which for me is not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Because most of the time I'm unintelligible anyway. <laughs> That's what my husband says anyway. No, no, moving on. <laughs> it's become like a little self-roast here. <laughs> oh, I'm terrible. I'm terrible like that. That's all right. Um, okay, so carrying on with the Shaun the Sheep, it's just a little quick one. Um, of all the Shaun the Sheep characters, which one, aside from the ones you actually played, uh, do you actually like the most? <laughs> well, um... I, I I have to say Sean. You'd say Sean. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I just I love him. <laughs> I just totally love him. And I, I of course I know uh, Justin fairly well. Um I've worked with him on quite a few projects. Um the the first one was Boo, I believe. Um and he yeah, he and I worked on lots of different voices and things together. And um <laughs> he was just great. He's a great person to work with, and he totally gets it. Um, and yeah, we we just had a, a great time. So I, he just makes me laugh. You know, he, he makes me laugh as 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 Sean. His little moments, you know, that he has, and the asides, and just it's a marriage made in heaven, really, with the fantastic. Oh my goodness, fabulous animators that they have at Ardman, um, who are. A lot of them are, you know, do they're actors too, you know, because they're people watchers. They they have to work out how somebody might get up off a chair uh, with a feeling of X, Y, and Z, you know. And um, that the marriage of that and a funny person, a person with funny bones, um, and the ability to change the voice, like um, Justin, that's just great, isn't it? It works. <laughs> Does, mm -hmm. does anyone else have a favourite Sean the Sheep character? I'm going to say the farmer. The farmer. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> I really like the farmer. He is great, yeah. Oh, 
Tom, do you have a do you have a favourite Shaun the Sheep character? I I I think I agree with Tom that the farmer You're is kind, farmer, of, kind of great. But I'd I'd also like to add that you know because you play Sean's mum, am I correct? Yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Tim, sorry, so, no, Timmy's mum. Timmy's mum. So yeah, yeah Timmy's mum. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Wouldn't it be great if you could just get like a massive life-size sort of teddy of Timmy's mum? Oh, like, come on! I would imagine love how it. cool that would be. Can you imagine? I would actually. I'd like a onesie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> with, the, with the with the rollers on top, that would just be <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> I'd love that. Yeah, no, I would really love a plush of of uh, Timmy's mum, but um, no, alas and alack. Um, so you know when um, Farmageddon two comes out, you know, you know, you know what to uh, yeah. if anyone's listening, you know, it'd be great. It'd be great if you know that could happen. That would just be amazing. <laughs> I do know that there's a, a fantastic um, uh, jewelry uh, shop called um, it's, I think it's Lucky Charms. I'm not entirely sure. Um, need to check that, but they are making little silver charms of um they've got one of timmy they've got one of sean and they've got one of i think clouds and i keep banging on at them i'm saying please please you're gonna do it timmy's mum but they <laughs> but they, they don't they don't answer, ever answer me but anyway i don't know but um yes that would be good <laughs> <laughs> Right then, from this, I believe that everybody's asked their sort of Sean questions. I'd like to talk a bit more about your setup because I believe you have got an amazing setup. So do you want to just expand on what, what you're using right now and what you will be using for any future work you do? Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, the, the now in this lockdown uh, period, um, it, my studio has come into its own because I, I do recall actually saying at one point, oh, no, there's no way I could do a you know home studio or there's no way I'd do that technically because I've got to concentrate on the on the sort of performance side of things. Well, sorry, Kate, it doesn't cut it anymore. You've actually just got to pull your finger out and get on with it. So I did um, about five years ago. And um, my husband built a fantastic um, booth for me. Um, and I went through several different sort of connotations. But now it's now... Ah, fingers crossed. I'm just going to just... Do, yeah. Fingers crossed. It's working like a dream. Um, and... Um, you know, don't want to jinx it, do you? Um, I've got my, my Mac Mini, which is amazing because I've 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 always been on on a PC, but I've I've changed to that now. And I've got my um, Babyface RME Babyface Pro, which is probably far more than I ever would need, but it just is a fantastic gizmo. And um, no, I don't know everything that it does, but it I know exactly what I need it to do um, for the purposes of what I need it to do. Um, and uh, Shaw SM7B uh, microphone. Um, not everybody's choice, that, because it's a dynamic mic, um, uh, which means that it's not omnidirectional. It means it's, you know, you've got to have your, your fizzog right in front of it. But I, one of the, apart from the fact that it's perfect for this space, um, I, I love it because it's got a big um, spongy uh, thing on the end of it, and it looks like a Muppet's nose. So that's what... <laughs> that's what I... <laughs> <laughs> it's you know it's got to get a little bit of character in there um and um yeah got a, a curtain you know and a and a you know what's his name door with lots of padding and all of that but i have been told recently by somebody at the sound company which is really nice he said um actually kate your that sound setup sounds better than some 
professional booths that I've um, been working with. So I'm going to go with that. I'll take that. <laughs> I told my husband he was very, very happy. So, yes, and we're, we're I'm direct to the router now. So there's no kind of, you know, when you get those dropouts and things. Um, we don't have any of that now. So, so yeah, it's great. And I love it. And I'm getting much more um, work my way, obviously, now because you can't travel. So, you know. Here is fine. I mean, there's, it's incredible, isn't it, how much uh, connectivity you've got now with all these different fantastic programs like Clean Feed and Source Connect um, and Source Connect Standard, which I, I have, though I've only ever used it once um, uh, for doing what was I doing? Oh, the Gogglebox ads um, recently. You know, do you watch that? Yes. Well, yes, I do. I, I love it. It makes me laugh. It is so funny. Oh, it's hilarious. Um, Who's your favourite? Oh, God. Oh, now you're asking. <laughs> um, oh, I love the the brother and sister. I think they're awesome. They make yep. me laugh most, I think. Brilliant. <laughs> just great. I like the, uh, the ones from Hull, you know, the, in the caravan. Oh, I think God, just... yes. They make me laugh too. Yeah. They're hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just love them all. I think they're amazing. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the car ads, it's for Suzuki. And um, it's it's the little moments where the car is actually talking, you know, um, saying various things. Like I've, I'm on the radio um, saying um, about somebody cheating or whatever. And then there's, at the end it says, um, uh, oh, yes, you have reached your destination. And that's me. <laughs> and I, I recorded that here. So it's really cool to, to hear that. But that I recorded that using Source Connect uh standard um which is a paid for thing um which you know professes to not have any dropouts and it, it doesn't it's very good um and uh, yeah they use zoom and source connect that that kind of setup and it works really really well with all of these different connectivities and all of that i went off then on a tangent bring me back help me well, that's completely fine. Don't worry about it. No, you've 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 described your setup to the next level. So I think that's you've you've definitely fulfilled the question. There. Oh, that's good. That's good. I like yeah. to fulfill briefs. <laughs> <laughs> Another a question I just like I just thought of now, and I don't have wrote down is because you've you've mentioned Muppets twice now, and I'm sorry. And it's, no, it's it's amazing. I love the Muppets. Oh, There's a Disney Plus TV show called Muppets Now, and I'm not sure if you've seen it, but you've got to watch it because the jokes in there aren't just kids' jokes. They kind of just <laughs> take the mick out of everything, like adult jokes too. It's hilarious. But Brilliant. Who is your favourite Muppet? Because this could be a debate here. Ooh, that is a good question. Um, that's very hard. I'd be. I feel like I'd be being disloyal <laughs> to them all. <laughs> um, of course, I love Miss Piggy um, for everything she stands for. Um, but I love. I love Kermit. I. I do. I love Kermit. I love his little nephew Robin as well. Oh yeah. Um, but um, oh, I just can see them all in my head. <laughs> Fuzzy Bear, and um, oh God. Um, Gonzo, um, I just love them all. I can't, can't do it. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, they, I, they, I just love them all. That's Brilliant. it. That's my answer. 
brilliant. That leads you... me to hang on. No, I just wanted to interrupt. Oh, because you okay. know this is coming on, out. This is coming out. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm going for it. Because uh, of course, we're out Christmas. We might as well keep on to the Christmas, the Muppets movie. Oh uh, well, yeah, not the Muppets movie, the Muppets Christmas Carol. Yes. Um, what was your take on that? Well, I think the Muppets Christmas Carol is awesome. I love it, and weirdly, um, the um, my son's English teacher has just said uh, that she wants him to study that version because it's absolutely <laughs> closest to the text that any other version is wow would you believe that no that's crazy it's true um so yeah it's been it's been promoted by the top you know english teachers there you go so uh, and what a brilliant way to learn it and you know learn about all the all the sort of you know nuance and all the underlying themes that are going on there and your comprehension how marvelous is that i just cool. love it and i've just i just have such a respect for puppeteers um as well uh, i just they're a sort of they're just magic magic yeah. people um and uh you know a, a lot of them you know to do both to to manipulate which is really hard to manipulate those puppets in the way that they do they're animating and voicing at the same time, the good ones, you know. Absolutely incredible. And it's something I really want to do, but I've yeah. never... I, I would love to have my... I'd love to have my own puppet so much. But it's a, it's a kind of weird thing because um, puppeteers who have studied for years and, and they've worked so damn hard um, to get to where they are uh, really could resent someone like me some twatty arse coming in and saying, yes, I would like to, yes, be this because I did voice changes. Um, do, do you know what I mean? And so I feel a little that I shouldn't step into their territory, but I would love to do, I mean, I, so much so that there was a, a chap called Marcus Clark. I say was, he still is. Um, and he, he was a, a, a puppeteer who I sort of um, became aware of. And I just thought, oh, he's doing workshops. Right, that's it. Right, I'm going to book him. So I booked him and I, I sold um, the tickets to people, uh, say, in Bristol and here and all of that um, to come and just do a, do a workshop with him because I just, I wanted to just taste a bit of it, you know, and see what it was like. Um, and it was a fantastic workshop. I loved it. And I don't know if he's still doing them, but um, yeah, all this training stuff that's out there, there is a hell of a lot. Um, that's something I would... I would really love to do um, because I guess I always did with my teddies, you know, you're practicing voices with your teddies. I had a, a, a donkey called Darcy, <laughs> Darcy the donkey, and um, I used to give him a voice and move his head around and all of that. And then Huggy Bear used to sit there and Mighty Mouse and Ferdy Fox and all these things. That was where I tried my voices out. But also I was using, I was manipulating the the teddies at the same time. So I suppose that's <laughs> the, you know, that's where it comes from, I guess. Um, yeah, where have I gone? What did I do? Yeah, it's, it's perfect. It's perfect. And I suppose Jim Henson's just a pioneer in that, oh really, isn't he? Who is... Oh, my God. I met Brian Henson. Really? Oh, come on. It was. How is he? Oh, he was just charming as anything. Um, and... Um, Jocelyn Stevenson was the 
executive producer of Bob, actually, and she used to work with Jim. And so, of course, I used to natter on to her for hours about, you know, how much I loved Jim Henson and the whole ethos and everything. Um, and, uh, you know, she, she gave me lots of little sort of in, insights um, and, and yes, told me how wonderful he was to work with. Um, so I'm very glad of that because sometimes, you know, you meet your heroes and they disappoint you maybe <laughs> he, he wouldn't he wouldn't ever i'm sure um have you seen muppet guys talking um it's it's no. um it's all of the it's frank oz and um uh, oh i'm terrible with names i can't i'm not great at remembering people's names so do forgive me um uh so yeah it's a gr it's a group of them getting together and talking about their years as puppeteers and how it was to work with jim and all of these wonderful things um, I'll see if I can look it up for you and, and send it because it's just the business um, just to hear about how they started and how they were working together and um, how they came across how they created some of the voices from from the beginning um, and all of that but yeah um, what was I saying where was I where was I I've lost my thread it was on about working with Brian Henson. Oh, with, I, I yes. Was... So, so Brian, I didn't work with him. I met him. I met him at um, BAFTA uh, because it was an awards ceremony. And um, I just, I thought, I've got to. Um, you know, I, I, I stole myself oh, yeah. and just went, I've just got to go. And, and so I told him why I might be interested to say hello to him. And, and he was just charming. And then I sat down and I, I don't really remember much else after that. Um, <laughs> Other than the, fa the fact, I think we won. I, I think I was there doing. Um, I was there with the secret show, and um, they had these um, chocolate baftas uh, that were made, and they as centerpieces, and and we won that year, I think, and um, I, I've still got it. <laughs> <laughs> it's still alive. It hasn't melted or anything. It's not rotten or you know mouldy. So yes, it sits in my in my lounge. In, in, in hopeful anticipation of, you know, perhaps becoming real one day. Just on the back of that working with Brian Henson and the fact you met him, what did you think of the Happy Time Murders? Of the what? Have you not seen his film, Happy Time Murders? No, I haven't. <gasps> oh my goodness, that's changed. He directed it. He, he, he it's, it's like, um, it's... It's not child friendly, but it's the Muppets. Oh, okay. It's like an adults Muppets and, film. Oh. It's got Melissa McCarthy in it. Oh, yes. No, I, I, no, I don't think I've seen that. Um, oh. I, you know, puppet wise, I used to get a bit freaked out by Spitting Image, but I loved it, and it was brilliant. And I'm so pleased it's back, but it's on BritBox, and I haven't got that. So annoying. Um. So yeah, really clever. Um fantastic we need more satire like that yeah but you know adult adult i mean i loved the um uh watching um oh god what's it called was it labyrinth no no what am i talking about no that was before the dark crystal the one they've done they just recently released oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Recently, it was last year i think but oh my god the work that, that went into that absolutely incredible such talent um, to do that. Yeah. All of those things, you know, the behind the scenes things, when you see all the puppeteers with the hands up in the air and all the different stories and all that. I just love all that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's, it's, yeah, but yeah, like, it is 
just great. The fact that they're doing satire sort of Muppet sort of themed things. Mm. I find them hilarious and you yeah. do have to watch this. It's not adult as in scary. Right. It's adult as in more comedy action, yeah. sweary, yeah. that sort of thing. <laughs> and it is hilarious. You'll absolutely love I it. I will look that up, definitely. I can't believe I hadn't seen it. But, you know, life gets in the way. Like, um, you know, human beings that you love dying. I'm um, sorry to bring the tone down. Um, but, you know, things kind <laughs> of okay. go out the window, don't they, when you're focused somewhere else. So, um, of course, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. Um, just on the back of when you was on about like the whole behind the scenes things as well. Yeah. How do you, when, when you get given a role, how do you approach that when, like, it comes to a, a character it's like i know a sheep can have a bar but i suppose there's like certain turn tones for emotions and there's a lot that genuinely goes into it i can imagine mm-hmm. so like how would you go about uh, approaching that do you practice in front of the mirror for an example or, or is it more of a sort of professional thing which it, I, I assume it may be well i mean everyone's got their own way of getting there um i i recently did um well for the last five years i've been teaching uh, my my version of of how to get there, um, doing um, a workshop for uh, acting for animation. Um, I was asked to do it um, because it's not necessarily something I would volunteer to do um, because uh, that that annoying thing that you mentioned before that the sort of self deprecation thing is is it's like sort of I suppose imposter syndrome. It's it's thoroughly boring. I know, but it's there, and I don't know why. Um, constantly, you know, worried that you're not, you know, so, so who the fuck would listen to me type thing? You know, who the fuck am I? What, what, what can I say? Well, I then had to really assess that. So I made this, um, this workshop, um, and I, I, I really, um, looked into it and what my process was. And it really was definitely from a physical place, um, if if I think of a voice or if I think of a character, I kind of do embody it, um, and it, it's like a, s- a sort of feeling, um, certainly within my mouth as well, mouth shape down to mouth shape, tongue shape, you know, it not, but that's that's sort of making it sound too technical. Um, it's not what I mean. Um, it's it's a feeling, um, and so that's that's where I start, and so encouraging people to to understand physically um, what an impediment might might be or you know how that would make your voice sound or um coming from a from a different place to affect your voice in some way so why would that face make you sound like that or if you've got um you know really goofy teeth on the character you can use that you know all the little tricks and things that you can do um and if if it's coming from a place of your truth yeah so you really believe it and and it, it's absolutely truthful it works it absolutely works it comes across and so that's what i, I base it on and, and you've got different things like sometimes you get a script um sometimes you don't sometimes you get picture sometimes you don't but whatever information you're given about that character you just absorb it and read it take it in be it feel it and then let it out. That's that's how I can describe it, anyway. Yeah, that's that's quite interesting. Just on that, has anybody else got anything to ask before we move into quickfire questions? And that was a really perfect explanation for just everyone's different, well, your personal method. 
uh, sorry for just uh, dismissing that there. But has anybody else got anything else to add? I do have one, actually. Um, Brilliant. Okay. Hmm. I've got to ask. Do you ever search yourself up online? <laughs> do I ever... What? Search yourself up online, like on your Wikipedia. Because you do have a mm. Wikipedia, which basically just means you've made it at that point. Oh, right, yes. Now, I have looked at those things. They, they are quite funny. One of them said I was I was born in Henley-on-Thames, but it's, pro- it's probably because I've got a quite a sort of, you know, what people might call unfashionable voice now. Um, it's a sort of standard RP. Um, so that's probably why they thought that. No idea. No. Um, no, the only... Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I have done that because you're you're kind of constantly going right well how can i publicize myself and, and and services as it were um as an artist and the fact that you know you've done this work and you need to show people that you've you've got you know experience in this work um so you're you're constantly promoting you're having to um promote yourself all the time um to get under people's noses and radar really um so yeah i, I have done and, and obviously it, you have to input things into things like IMDb when when you, when you can be bothered and and things like that and um, I do have a YouTube channel but um, I'm I'm not I'm not the best person uh, at doing all that I do my best um, and with all the socials and everything but yeah no I don't I don't um, <laughs> it it does occur sometimes where I, I I click my name and then and there it is and oh and somebody said that oh dear no um, <laughs> <laughs> no it's all a little bit weird. Um, it it doesn't really bother me, you know. It's fine. Have have you? Have I, have I ever what searched you up or searched myself? Up? <laughs> <laughs> you're, 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 it's quite funny though when you do do that. Sometimes you come up with and you go, "Oh my god, there's another harbour somewhere," or "Oh, there's another, you know, um, Kelly," or there is another whatever. Um, yeah. I mean, I have I have done that, but it always comes up with just like random people from like Uzbekistan or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's never actually me. I've not quite made it yet. But... Oh, fantastic! Oh, brilliant! Yeah, no. Um, I I've seen on LinkedIn or whatever. There's a there's an Oliver Harbour, and he's actually an illustrator, and he's brilliant. So occasionally I say hello and, and all of that, and then of course there's that really cool dude David Harbour, um, who yeah. was in Stranger Things, if you remember. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh god, he's cool. Um so yeah, I um it's 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 weird. It's all a bit weird. Yeah. Just get it's on with the work, really. Yeah. Oh, hang on, I've got I've got one more just before the quick times. Uh it should be a quick one. In your downtime, do you ever just like make up uh, like characters and stories to match like those voices? Cuz you mentioned the Don of the Dragon and the Sandy the Sock. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just want to do those guys have backstories? <laughs> <laughs> Um, not that not, not that I was aware of at the time, um, but uh, yeah, they they I was just asked to be these things, and and they do give you an overview of of you know where they sit in the story. So sometimes you do get a backstory. Uh, sometimes it just you know this is it, and that's them, and they have a relationship here, and blah blah. So you just make it up in your head. Um, if you haven't got a backstory, you just make something up, you know. Um, but yes, I'm I'm always mucking about, and um, much to much to my husband and son's annoyance. Sometimes, sometimes they join in; it's quite fun. But I I sometimes find, um, uh, <laughs> as I said, you know, it's like a feeling. So I'm, I find myself, you know, talking for, or, or you know, finding a different mouth position or whatever, 
and then coming up with a character that that goes with it. And I'm I'm talking to my husband about what should we have for dinner or whatever, and so suddenly it comes <laughs> out, and uh, and I'm like, oh oh my god, I found one, I got another one, brilliant. Do I ever remember to write the buggers down? No. <laughs> so you know, but anyway, it's great experiment to to experiment like that, and uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you for that. All right, Sam, do you want to start the quick fires? Uh, I'll start. Quick fires quick... make me nervous. Quick fire. Oh, well, <laughs> I was, we ca- we call them quick fire, but we've had guests in the past. Let's take like... our time, shall we? Yes. Con- yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, <laughs> I am um, fast I've... as possible, Sam. I've... <laughs> so, do I say it quick or do I just have a quick answer? Do we have, have a countdown after you say it. Just go five, <laughs> four, <Ten>. three. <laughs> This is a two-parter. The first part is the quick fire. Do you remember the episode Blitzer from the Black Lagoon? Nope. Oh. Well, anyone else have a question? Because <laughs> that was a two-parter that really relied on you remember I've got one. Uh, I've got one. Let's go. Right, so Bob the Builder has a new design, and I know you've worked with them before, but I want you to be absolutely genuine in your answer. What is your opinion on the new Bob the Builder design? Um, I am not particularly a fan of that particular way of um, CGI drawing. I, it's obviously very difficult um, because, you know, I was very familiar with it. And it's, you know, stop motion for me was was golden years. Um, and I I don't particularly like the way it's drawn now, I'm afraid. Yeah. Not my bad. Good answer. <laughs> right then. Uh, so, does Tom, you got one? Oh, I do. It's um, it's just a random one. Uh, are you a jam person or are you a no jam person? <laughs> You've got to have jam, haven't you? You have got to get jam. Some What's people saying? hate jam, and I don't know why. Why? They're weird. They are weird. What what one do you go for? Oh, I a uh, raspberry. Yes. See, yeah. Kate knows it. Yeah, raspberry. <laughs> That's all the raspberry way. Jam's the best one. Yeah. <laughs> Red apples or green apples? Red. Yes. She's a perfect person. Everyone, everyone likes her. Red's better than green. Do you have a favourite character that you have ever voiced? Um, well, as I said before, Dizzy, really. It probably yeah. sticks out. Yeah. 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 I think, but then closely followed by. Uh, to, just to counteract that, Doctor Doctor in the Secret Show, I absolutely loved playing her. <laughs> was it fun playing? Um... Sorry, Tom. Was that? No, Sam. Sam, carry on. You you got a further on than me. I'm, <laughs> I've been interrupted by Tom. It's just completely fine. I'm just gonna go and cry after this. Whilst you're crying, I'm carry on. I'm I'm off into the corner. Whilst you're crying, I'll ask my question. So. Uh, in Farmageddon, yeah. you voiced <laughs> Agent Red, which yeah. was quite different to Timmy's mum because yes, she's human mm. and Timmy's mum isn't. Was that was that doing both a sheep and a human? Mm. This this has not come out how I expected. <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking, was it? You was made it? me cry for this, Sam. <laughs> I've just asked the question, was it different voicing a sheep to a human? Which is the worst question I've ever asked on this show. 
but you know, let's break that down. Um, yes. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> yes, no, of course it was, but you know, um, it was a privilege to actually play a human. Um, you know, on there. So yeah, it was great fun to do, and um, I did do quite a lot uh, of work on it um, in uh, in London and also in Bristol. Um, and um, yeah, a lot of the time it was working to picture. Um, and uh, they just they're just great. I just love the process. I love working with them. So yes, it was quite refreshing to play to to play her. And although she turns, you know, she's mm-hmm. the villain at the start. Um, she, uh, you can understand her at the end. So mm. there's reasons for everyone being an arsehole. I think there was, there was a redemption to that question. It could, could have gone a lot worse with how I structured it, but I think you saved that very nicely. That, Tom, do you want do you want to ask yours now, Tom? <laughs> All right then. Mine was, uh, and I'm not sure if you're going to be able to answer this one because uh, I only asked the hard hitting questions, <laughs> uh, and I also don't butt in like uh, Sam. But <laughs> come along, boys. <laughs> <laughs> but um. Mine is Bob the Builder or Sean the Sheep. Is this like a battle to the death situation? Sean the Sheep. Oh, okay. That was a... What's the reasoning? Well, you know, (laughs) I love animals uh, and he's funny. He's very, very funny. Humour wins hands down for me. Um, Although I have to say, Neil, of course, who played Bob, in the in the British version in the original, um, was very funny himself, and uh, so that was great. <laughs> he was hilarious, in fact. Um, but uh, you know, it doesn't necessarily come across in the in the character. Um, with the, it's I suppose Sean's a bit more slapstick, isn't he? So there you go. That's it. <laughs> Brilliant. That's that's a great that's a great answer to it. Has anybody else got anything else before some uh, outros? Um, I, I, oh. oh. You go oh, first. I, I, I had one, no. one more. Yeah, I'm, uh, <laughs> so I'm you... not being a Sam. Um, yeah, no, no, you can go ahead. So. Yeah, quite conveniently, uh, we interviewed uh, Neil Burgess, who, uh, if you're not aware, okay, is um, Barry Scott from the old uh, TV like, adverts. Silly Bang. Yeah. Yeah, Silly Bang. We had him on, and he's uh, he was great. And I was talking to him about uh, voice acting, and um, basically, I was like, "Oh yeah, you should pursue a career in this. How uh, easy would it actually be for someone?" not necessarily of his level, maybe just our level, to actually like get into such a career? Well, uh, it, it, you know, if you approach it correctly and you get the right coaching from the right people and you really listen, um, it's, it, it is possible. Um, you, if you come from an acting background, it helps. But if you haven't, get acting lessons because to understand the character is far more important um, than just doing a voice, you know. Um, the the nuance and everything, making it believable. Um, and then you can work on everything else after that. Um, in all the different genres that there are, which are there are many. Um, yeah, it's it's you know it's anyone's game at the moment. Um, but uh, it's you know it's 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 really important that you you study with the right people. Um, there are a lot of people out there who who really want to cash in on that. Um, and they're perhaps not not serving you; they're serving themselves. So, and that doesn't serve the industry at all, um, really. Um, so, yeah, it's it's not easy. And if anyone says it's easy, well, just have a rethink. It's not. Um, it, it, you'll come unstuck in the end, because 
I'm afraid, you know, the good will out. And that is eventually what, what it is. You can, you can get lucky. You can just phone it in. You can, you know, whatever. But it, you won't have longevity necessarily. Um, so if you want to do it and you want to do it right, study with the right people. Thank you. Brilliant. Tom, add one more. That's yes, brilliant. So just before Sam outros, this will be uploaded around the December time, and Christmas happens in December. So I want to know what are you doing for Christmas this year, with it all being a bit different. Oh yes. Well, um, we are hoping very much that my um, <laughs> my my in laws are going to be able to come over, um, as they live in Bristol. It's not far, but you know, with the tier system and all that. Um, but we're we're doing that. We just we. It's all about food. It's all about uh, you know games and watching good bits of telly and all that. In fact, I, I you know got no idea what's on. Um, but there's no point in saying that these days because it's, you know you can watch anything, can't you? Um, with all the streaming stuff that going on and things. But um, I quite like the you know analog. Um, but yeah, <laughs> um, just stuff in my face and watching telly really. You know. Being with my family. That's that's probably what we're all going to be doing this year, and it's it's just it doesn't sound too bad to be honest, does it? Oh my god, no! I mean, I, I'm it it will be hard for me because I I, I lost my mum in in um uh she died in January, so it it will be a bit tricky because all of last year I was looking after her really, um and uh so uh, and and my father went in two thousand nine, so you know yes I know I'm an old bird, but um uh yeah i was very close to them both and so it's um it's it's a tricky time but i i am very thankful and grateful for what i have um and my amazing husband and amazing son um and uh extended family you know how lucky am i i i still have that i have my health and i have a whole bag of fabulous memories and um so we're going to try and keep the positive going because we need a bit of that don't we <laughs> Indeed we do. And I mean, you've really made uh, our days positive by coming on the podcast. So it was absolutely oh. amazing when Sam, who organised it, got the news. <laughs> so I feel like it is only right if Sam outros it. <laughs> okay, well, okay. my outro usually consists of two parts. The first part being asking a question for, not for our benefit, but for the viewer's benefit. Yes. I've previously mentioned they are all of a similar age group to us. Yes. which is 17, 18, 19-year-olds, mm -hmm. and they are moving on to the next part of their life. And can I ask, is there a particular piece of advice, whether that's career advice, whether that's just general life advice, any piece of advice that you would offer to them if they came to you looking for it? Oh, if they came to me. Oh, goodness. Um, go with your inner... Just go with your heart. Just don't take no for an answer. Um Try and stay as positive. Don't listen to your inner demons. Just tell them to pack their bags. You know who you are. Go out there and live it and be it and do it with joy. Because when you open the door to joy, joy will come back into your life, I believe. So, you know, go out there with a positive, a positive and generous heart, I think. Really, that's that's kind of it. That's that's fantastic. That is a fantastic answer. Thank you so much for oh, that. Thank you. Can you uh, tell our viewers where they can find you if they want to learn more about you, where you're active on your social medias? 
Oh, yes. Gosh, I hadn't thought of that. Um, uh, so um, Instagram is... Um, is kateharbour.vo, I think. Um, and um, uh, kateharbour.com is my website. Um, and we do have a business page on Facebook, but I don't think it's... I don't really know how to work it. Um, and what else is there? There's IMDb. You can catch me there. Um, and I'm on Twitter as well as just Kate Harbour, I believe. So yes, but That's love, love to love to you know, um, just have more followers and likes and just increase the family. Really, that would be lovely. But oh, uh, I don't really know what they're for. But it's quite nice to know that there are people out there that enjoy what you do. So that's it. That's excellent. The links to them will be in the description below if you're watching on YouTube and you can go check them out on Spotify as well. Thank you, Kate, so much for coming on. This has been an amazing episode and you've had so many amazing stories to tell us. <laughs> it's been a complete pleasure and I, I, I hope I haven't <laughs> rambled on too much. But, Absolutely um, not. Yes, I've really enjoyed talking to you all. It's been lovely and um, I really wish you all the best uh, with this podcast because, you, you know, I think it's magic that you're you're the mavericks out there going for it so just keep it going and do it with joy it's wonderful no thank you so much kit and thank you to you as well for just brightening up our childhoods when we were younger oh don't make me cry yeah. making <laughs> us smile today it's it's amazing thank you so so, so much lovely. oh it's a pleasure the nostalgia from the dizzy voice as well that was just oh, uh, <laughs> i'd like to say thank you so much for having me on uh, your program um, what was it called a podcast that's it yes um okay. bye <laughs> <laughs> thank you that was amazing <laughs>